This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Want to give a shout out to all the school bus drivers out there. Not the most glamorous job. I'd say underappreciated mm-hmm. a lot of the time. They're dealing with these, uh, these giant tin cans full of kids. And you know how kids can get, Jim. Loud, annoying. But you have to have restraint as a bus driver. Yeah, I almost have to just be in the zone, you know what I mean? Sure. Focus on the road. Your happy place. Ignore what is going on behind you. Because if you let it get to you, you could be facing 30 misdemeanor counts of child abuse. Oh. Oh. And a possible mas- maximum sentence of 364 days in jail. That is what a Colorado school bus driver is now facing. Uh, was frustrated with the way the kids were behaving on the school bus. They weren't sitting down in their seats. Mm-hmm. So he thought, hey, I'm sure if I slam the brakes on and send the kids flying around the back of the bus, they'll learn a lesson. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I think everybody involved may have learned a lesson. Now they've got the cameras in the buses now. Everything was caught on tape. This is the moment it happened. You guys need to be in your seats. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? That's why you need to be in your seat. <laughs> Little bodies thudding around back I heard there. Thuds, yeah. <laughs> Holy. Here's an interaction as he dropped one of the kids off who was bleeding. One of the little girls was bleeding from her face, and her parents weren't very happy. She all right? Yeah. They have to sit in their seats. We they work. would not get bounced around if they didn't stay in their seats. We work. So I'm sorry if she got hurt, and I'm a substitute driver, and the driver that normally doesn't does not have any control on these kids. I was coming to a stop. And they hit the brakes hard. They were not listening. Even if you are sitting in your seat on a school bus and the guy slams the brakes on, pretty slippery seats. Well, there's no seatbelts, number yeah, one. No yeah, no seatbelts, that green vinyl. There's a good chance you're going to slide forward if you're... If you weigh 60 pounds and smash your face against the seat in front of you. Yeah, he should. It's too obvious of a move. He should have went really fast over railroad tracks. No. What? <laughs> and he'd be like, oops. Oh, you hit I your head on the roof? Co- this isn't my route. I didn't even know it was coming. I'm just what? a substitute driver. Yeah, but if I you would have been sitting down, less of a distance to the ceiling. And that's why you always sit down on the bus, kids. <laughs> thud, 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 thud. Yeah, could be uh, going to jail for a year. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim. Jim was just playing the audio here. There's a guy on social media who, for some reason, thought he should admit that he doesn't know what a lease is. Guess who's been paying off a car for 18 months of a 36-month lease and just found out what a car lease is? That is so much money to pay to rent a car (laughs) for 36 months. Are you kidding me? Oh, how did you know? Didn't you read the contract? I did, and I didn't understand the contract. No one's checking what I sign. They were like, here's your car. And I was like, yippee. The only thing getting me through those payments was the idea that I, 
I was going to own it at the end. <laughs> this guy better go back and think of all the contracts he's signed in 10 years and yeah. see what he's signed himself I, up for. I have a feeling this isn't his only whoopsie in life. Yeah. <laughs> so brings us to this topic. What are things you learned embarrassingly late in life like this, dude? This is a thread from Reddit. You have uh, people admitting that they were embarrassed. Someone thought prima donna was pre Madonna? I also, not recently, but I thought when I first heard that word, I thought that's what that meant, too. Meaning that uh, you're starting to behave like the pop singer Madonna. So you're pre-Madonna now. Eventually, you will go full Madonna. Oh, yeah. That's, I honestly, that's what I thought. I remember the, there was an episode of Saved by the Bell where they start a band and Zach Morris gets all arrogant and they call him a pre-Madonna. And I thought it was... Because he's turning, he's into, turning Madonna. into Madonna. And then you'll grow brand. out of it, maybe, and you'll be post-Madonna. <laughs> like Post Malone. People don't realize uh, that the word is not a coma. You went into a coma. Wow. Like that, I thought it was like glaucoma. Like a coma? A like coma a is the yeah. name of the condition. Uh, euthanasia, thought it was youth in Asia. And when you thought your grandma was going to do euthanasia, you're like, she's oh, moving cool. to Singapore? She's adopting? <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. It says, Taz and Jim, my girlfriend asked me a few years ago, if she filmed a solar eclipse... Would she be able to watch the video on her phone, or would that harm her eyes? <laughs> she was 26 years old. <laughs> you know, at least she asked. At least she didn't go blind. You know, better what I mean? like, to I've double seen, check. Yeah, I've seen people stare at the solar eclipse and not know any better, so I've, I've heard of worse. Last one here. While I was watching Game of Thrones, I asked my husband when dragons went extinct. Oh, oh my God. boy. He had to pause the show to explain that one. I mean, dragons, <laughs> dinosaurs, kind of the same, except one doesn't breathe fire. You know, pretty close. Maybe not knowing what a lease is isn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> Guess who's been paying off a car for 18 months of a 36-month lease and just found out what a car lease is. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Are you in the mood for some live comedy well we got some good stuff coming to the mockingbird cocktail bar and lounge on dundas street in london this thursday night you know him as the most successful late night talk show host in canadian history mike bullard is going to be in london he joins us here on the show hey mike Hey, you know what? I could have been on for two weeks and I would have been the most successful late night talk show host in Canadian history. Uh, you lasted a little longer than that. What was the run of the, the show? Nine years. Almost a decade. Not bad. Almost a decade. I would have loved to make a decade, but it uh, didn't happen. Do you consider yourself fortunate that you're not doing a late night talk show now that things are so divisive in the world, or would you uh, would you love to be? Uh... You know what? I'd like to be uh, back on doing it the same way I did it before, but uh, the problem now is everybody in the U.S. has a late night talk show. To me, it's the biggest issue. There's, what, seven of them now? There's a ton of them. There's some I don't even know about, right? You try to compete with that in Canada, you just can't do it. Mike, how many uh, comedians are going to be on stage with you on Thursday night? Chuck Byrne and a London local yet to be announced. 
I don't know who it is, but Chuck Burns is a great comic. We'll have a good time together. Let me see now. The place holds 50 people, so if we don't sell out, I'm holding you two responsible. <laughs> <laughs> the power of radio, baby. We'll make yeah. it happen. <laughs> I also was looking forward to talking to you, Mike, because uh, you spent some time over in Ukraine as the war broke out. You decided to get on a plane and go to the front line. What was the uh, the thought process be behind making that decision? I was going to Florida. I got on the wrong flight and decided to make the best of it. <laughs> uh, you know what? It was uh, the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress asked me to go, and a friend of mine, James Chalice, is a Canadian war hero from Afghanistan, and he's been there since day one, and uh, he was bugging me to go, and I just... He showed me a video of a mass grave with women and children in it. That was it. I got on the plane as soon as I could. I'll tell you what it is. It's World War One in the trenches, World War Two with the tanks, and World War Three with the drones. My wife uh, grew up in Ukraine. She moved here when she was 21. Uh, I've got a couple of her relatives living at my house now. That I've seen some of the videos on their cell phones. You know, it's stuff that you see on the news, uh, except it's from their the balcony in the apartment building they used to live at. And it's... It truly is unbelievable. I can only imagine uh, what you witnessed over there being on the ground. Yeah, I did uh, a lot of humanitarian stuff, and I did some stuff for the military I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But uh, man, Bakhmut, uh, Kurzon, you know the, you know what those SOBs did? They uh, took over Kurzon, and they went to a maximum security prison, and they released 300 rapists, drug dealers, and murderers into Ukrainian society just to cause more disruption. That's brutal. It was just unbelievable, man. I walked in that. I walked in the place. We walked in when we were there just to take a look around, and it was eerie. It looked like Alcatraz, you know, but and empty. Just, yeah, empty and insane. It just looked insane. And uh, you know, you got Russian snipers everywhere. Where there's no tanks, there's snipers. But you, you tell your wife Ukraine's going to win. You're over there for a humanitarian effort. Things got a little dicey for you as well, though. You're involved in some uh, some action. You saw uh, you were in a pretty bad accident when you're in Ukraine. Yeah, bad accident and something else, which I'm not. I had to sign an NDA on, but uh, it, was, it was the day I was on my way home. The day I was on the way home, I couldn't believe it. I was with a uh, an American humanitarian who was a stoner and a half, who didn't understand who didn't understand that uh, the lanes are different in Europe. So we hit a bus head on. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So all of that, you got snipers in the hills, and you end up getting injured in a, a traffic accident. That's right. The irony was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I said to him, you know, if it wasn't for your xenophobia and lack of uh, history knowledge, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Do you, uh, do you find it, it, it increases uh, your ability to see the humor in life or the opposite after being over in a situation like that where you're seeing the absolute worst, but at the same time, the absolute best of people? The courage of the people, the uh, the way they went about, uh, you know, keep calm and carry on yeah. uh, was humbling and inspiring at the same time. But the thing I really appreciated was when I got home and, uh, you know, Mark President Yuck Yucks, have all, I've been with them, what, forever. I've been loyal to them. They've been loyal to me. And getting back home and performing has been the highlight of my life since I got home. But uh, I'll tell you something, boys. Uh, I said to these people Saturday night after the show, we're walking up to me. There were, a lot of, there were some Ukrainian Canadians there walking up to me after. 
And they said, you know, it's so wonderful what you did. I said, look, I don't know. Oh, oh, Ukraine doesn't owe me a thing. I owe Ukraine. And I said uh, to them, uh, for the rest of your life, no matter how bad things are here with our fearless little leader there and the price of things, I said, get on your hands and knees every night. and Thank God you're either born or live here. Yeah, it gives you perspective, that's for sure. Well, Mike, uh, looking forward to having you in town. Only 50 seats in the place, so make sure you get your tickets. All the details, if you want to buy yours now, are on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. The Mockingbird Cocktail Bar and Lounge, Night of Laughter with Mike Bullard, Thursday night. At 50 seats, if it's not sold out, you want to be there, so I kill myself on stage. Yeah, he survived the Ukrainian traffic accident, but the eight people who showed up in London, Ontario, put him over the edge. Hey, listen, I listen to you guys every day. I was working in London as an executive for a friend of mine for his company. Oh, nice. Uh, during COVID, and I listen to you guys every morning. you got a great show. Well, now we really hope you survive Thursday night. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Bullard. Morgan Riley, get it! Took a high stick. Now he's got the puck. Nice perks in the slot. Giordano sends it. It's in. Jim, you stay. Uh, you stayed up. Watched the end of the game, crushing beers. Does Sarah get into it too? Is she a Leaf fan? She watched the first period and then went to bed. She was tired. Uh, no, I wouldn't call her a Leafs fan, but she gets into it when I get into it. She's supportive of you. Yes. Very good. She probably heard me screaming <laughs> at about 10, 30, 11, whenever the game wrapped up. We got a text message here. It says, Taz and Jim, we're a couple boys down in Tampa for the last two wins. Go Leafs, go, baby. Oh, what? Uh, you know, if they went down there and the Leafs lost twice, you'd be like, you Worst know trip ever. But at least you got a good deal on tickets, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they saw two wins. Atmosphere is still crazy. This is our year. Give us a call in the morning. Do you think those guys are actually up? <laughs> like the party. When did the text come Unless in the here? party is still going. It was close to 2 a.m. when they sent us a text <laughs> message. Is that Florida time? I think it's the same time, actually. Should so. we try to get them yeah, on let's here? Give it a shot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I could just imagine the cheap beers in Florida after that win. The- They're probably not feeling good. The warm air as you walk out of that uh, stadium. Yeah. Emily Center. Yeah. I, I was down there not long ago. They have a balcony around like the third level with all sorts of bars. You know, that oh, you can really? just during the game, you can go out and, and, and stand the on the patio. Yeah. And have yeah. A, a cold beer. It's pretty cool. What's going on? Who's this? It's Luke. Luke, it's Taz and Jim calling. You're live on the radio. What is going on? Go Leafs, go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you guys are hardcore. You flew down to Florida just for the two games, eh? Yeah, we came down Friday. What did it cost you for the flight and the tickets to the games? Flights were like just over 200 bucks round trip. Perfect. We flew to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, games were under 200 bucks each game. 
Wow. So you're, it's, it's still a deal. You're still saving money compared to going to a, a playoff game in Toronto. Of course. And who doesn't enjoy a weekend in the sun? Yeah, yeah. Where were you sitting? How good were the seats, though? Uh, we were up top, but hey, you're Doesn't there. matter. That's all that matters. Yeah. You're there. That's all that matters. We saw the other night, we saw Kyle Dubas getting berated by Tampa fans. How are the fans treating you? I'm assuming you're wearing your Leafs gear in there. Oh, yeah. Like, they were pretty good. It was a good crowd there. There was a lot of Leaf fans there. I like seeing the lady. I think I think it was Riley who scored and that jumped up against the window and there was like an old Tampa Bay lady just giving him the t- double fingers. <laughs> but they just won, so it was like a hilarious sight. Some nice old retiree yeah. down in Florida flipping the double birds to Morgan Riley. <laughs> Probably Canadian, but doesn't cheer for the Leafs. I just looked up what's yeah. the cheapest seat you can find at, uh, at the uh, ACC, I want to call it. What's Scotiabank Arena? Uh, on on Thursday's game, five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah cheapest seat. Yeah, there what a deal. But hey, nothing better than a comeback last night. Oh eh? yeah, yeah. Guys, go Leafs go here. Yeah, go Leafs go. Travel safely. Get back here. Are you going to be back for game uh, game five on Thursday? Yeah, we're coming home tonight. Very later nice. Today. Travel hey, safe, hey. fellas. Yes, this is our year. Yes, I believe. You're the good luck charm, so we need you back here. (laughs) All right. Go back to bed. Don't miss your flight, Luke. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Talking about embarrassing things you didn't learn until you were an adult. Tony says, condiments was a word never used in my house. One night at Burger King. After I was smoking quite a bit, I saw a sign that said, ask for condiments. I said to the person working there, what are condiments? But he says, you don't know? I said, no. He said, do you want some? I said, sure. He gave me a bunch of finger condoms. <laughs> finger condoms? Yeah, you know at uh, fast food restaurants, they have, if you're touching stuff, you can put if you're working at the cash register or whatever, you put the <laughs> rubber. You've never seen the little rubber finger condoms? Why would that be better than gloves? I don't know. You want a couple finger of fingers that are free. All right. Here's a text message that clears things up for us. Taz and Jim, I used to work in a kitchen. Thought I'd share that finger condoms are used to cover any open wounds like a cut, specifically when working with food because you can't have exposed bandages on your hands well in the food prep area. Just when I thought finger condom couldn't sound any grosser, it's to cover up wounds? Open wounds. So a glove could cover up an open wound too. But then you got to wear a glove on your entire hand. <laughs> oh, no. What an unnecessary invention. <laughs> That's what finger condoms <laughs> are for. It's a weird thing to invent just for that purpose. Condiments. He could have given you some flavored condoms. There you go. Some <laughs> menthol condoms. <laughs> I thought condiments were menthol condoms. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He has been telling us these uh, rumors were swirling that Aaron Rodgers is going to be leaving the Green Bay Packers and becoming the quarterback of the New York Jets. It's now 100% a done deal, Dev. Took a while uh, to get here, but they got the deal done. And really, it was uh, an interesting negotiation because the uh, like Aaron Rodgers said he wanted to play for the Jets. 
the Green Bay Packers were happy to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And so the Jets really had the a lot of the negotiating power here. And Aaron Rodgers gets to keep wearing green. He gets to continue wearing green. Apparently, he's actually friends with Zach Wilson. So he might actually take Zach Wilson under his uh, you know wing here because he doesn't have forever to play, so he could mentor Zach Wilson to be the future, uh, again, starter of the Jets if the Jets want that. So maybe in the future they can go on their darkness retreat uh, retreats together. Could uh, be, uh, Zach Wilson has a <laughs> thing or two to teach Aaron Rodgers, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, we all know his special set of skills, eh? Well, Stay away from uh, Aaron's mom. <laughs> Wilson likes him older, and Aaron Rodgers is getting up there. <laughs> yeah, careful. <laughs> Dev seeing a lot of uh, excitement online with the Toronto Maple Leafs overtime win last night. I know we talked about it earlier this morning, but it's definitely the big story. As you said, this is the kind of win that usually happens to the teams that are playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, go back to Saturday. That's the kind of game they always lose. Up up, up until Saturday, the Leafs had a string of like six or seven overtime uh, games that they lost in the playoffs. So they win that one. They get that monkey off their back. Then you have last night's game where they're down 4-1. to one. Like 4-1 to one is the score that haunts Leaf fans because of 2013 when they were up 4-1, to one, Game 7 against the Boston Bruins with 10 minutes to go, and they lost. So here it's a situation where they're down 4-1, to one, they have the late flurry, they win. So everything that's happening right now is like bizarro land for the Leafs. How long is it going to feel for Leaf fans between now and Thursday night? Is it going to feel like a month, a year? <laughs> it's going to feel like forever. <laughs> get here Thursday. Let's get going. It can't feel longer than 64 years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> third, we wanted to you know, get on our toes, make sure we played the game that we can play in. We got the outcome we wanted. The talk was we get one, put them on their heels a bit, and give ourselves a chance, and, and exactly what happened. Um, but I thought, yeah, it, it, the feeling in the room was, you know, let's, let's go at them, let's give it a, give it a chance, and I was, uh, I was impressed with that. There was a lot of belief in our room, even after the first two periods. We started to put the heat on them a little bit. Our big guys came through, getting us to overtime, and then um, we got one on the power play at the end. Credit to the group, the spirit of the group carrying us through to you know, come back in, in this, this fashion. It's, it's outstanding to, to witness and uh, you know, be a part of. Looking forward to July, you got the Rock the Park Festival in London, Ontario. And one of the nights we are presenting, Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent co-headlining. You got the Volbeat, Papa Roach Night, Mumford and Sons with the Trues, Bahamas. It is going to be an amazing couple of nights in London, Ontario. And what what I'm really enjoying here, Jim, is we've been getting text messages from our listeners across the Taz and Jim listening area, uh, Hamilton, uh, Brantford, everywhere in between, saying, guys, this Rock the Park Festival sounds awesome. Can you give me some recommendations? Where's a great place to stay in London, Mm. Ontario? Great breakfast spot for the next day. Yeah, I want to take my girlfriend out for dinner before the concert, before we go see Mumford & Sons. What, What restaurant would you recommend? Um, And then this text message came across yesterday that I found very funny. Uh, This is an out-of-towner looking for some MILFs, I'm assuming? Not necessarily, but close. 
Hey, Taz and Jim, when I come down for Rock the Park, where's the best cougar bar in London? Specifically cougar uh. bar. <laughs> I, so I think that's a 35 plus. So a MILF can be a cougar, but a cougar isn't necessarily a MILF, yes, right? Yeah. A MILF has to have a Children. child. Yeah. yeah. No, I got As it. we all know, these are the rules. I didn't make I got them. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, we're just living, we're just living by the book here. <laughs> as far as what answer I have for you, I'm not sure. You've been out of the cougar scene for a while, Jim. And there's you haven't been, been some shuffling. Hunting? No, I've, I've, you know, hung my safari hat up on the wall and retired, but yeah, there, there are a couple bars have shuffled around and with what used to be a cougar bar, which... I wouldn't call it a cougar bar, but Joe Cool's, where I met my my young fiance. Uh, <laughs> that was a quick, uh, that was a quick addition to that sentence. Where I met my very very yeah, young. Yeah. I said, "Do you have ID? How they let you in?" But that used to be an older person's bar, like thirty plus, my age, your yeah. age. And that has turned into a young person bar that all the students go to now. Well, you know why it's a young person bar? Because we're not thirty anymore. No, it was always an older bar, though. It was always a 30-plus bar. That's the now bar it's like that a I very met young my bar. young wife at as well. Mm-hmm. My super young wife. Mm-hmm. Not too young. Legal. Age-appropriate. Right on my the line, I would say. My age-appropriate wife I met at Joe Cool's in downtown London Yeah, as well. I, are you single white femaling me now that I think about it? It's like, because we pulled into the parking lot this morning, mm-hmm. and... You don't drive the exact same car as me, but it's the same color. It's the same Black style. Black is the most common car. It's a sedan. And then you go and you meet your wife at Joe Cool's downtown London, just like I did. Yeah, yeah. And I shaved my head for a role in a movie. It has nothing to do with you, Taz. <laughs> I think you're trying to be like me. The, uh, the great uh, Cougar bar when I was younger was called Old Chicago's mm. in London, and uh, it went by the nickname. Old Chicago's is what it said on the sign, but most people called it Old Chicago's. Yeah, that place was legendary. Did you ever, were you old enough to make it in I there one, once or twice? I did in my early days, maybe when I was 18, 19, back in Cougar prime time for Jim oh, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Just a sea of leather pants oh, in there. Amazing. Get the old 90s, 80s jams going on the dance floor. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hot gossip dropped yesterday. The world of cable news networks down in the U.S. Tucker Carlson from Fox News was let go. Mm -hmm. Wow. Big shakeup. That is a big shakeup because he was like their most popular uh, commentator. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, by far, probably. Stock has dropped quite a bit since that announcement, but obviously they felt it was the right decision. They did just have to pay Dominion Voting Systems $787.5 million to avoid a defamation trial. Carlson would have been uh, involved in that. Some of his text messages that were evidence in the case Mm -hmm. did not paint... Uh, Fox in the best light did not fa- uh, paint Carlson in the best light. 
Yeah. You'd think they would just say that if that was the... It's all very vague, and they're probably just trying to cover it up and move on, but it does seem like that was likely a factor. You mean when they announced that he's gone, they'd say, this is why he's gone? Because they didn't really give a reason. you think they'd reason. leak a story. you think there, there's probably going to be some stories leaked, and the truth will probably come out here in a moment, but... Well, he's all, also got a discrimination lawsuit pending from a former Fox producer, Abby Grossberg, who claims she was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments while working on Tucker Carlson's show. So maybe Fox has the inside scoop on how that trial's going to mm. go. And they wanted to stop the bleeding before it gets worse. Uh, he's gone. So is Don Lemon over at CNN. Mm-hmm. Less of a ratings getter, but still a recognized name yeah. for years, almost two decades. And Don Lemon posted that he was let go without uh, management talking to him. It, it, <laughs> The way he handled his his firing makes me dislike him even more. <laughs> Seriously. Because well, he said, oh, the ma- he tweeted out immediately, management didn't reach out to me. My agent uh, let me know I was fired. But apparently management did say, hey, let's have a meeting. And he refused the meeting. Because he knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic move. I was blindsided as I stuck my fingers in my ear. If you get fired, take a couple days to decompress before you post anything on social media. Yeah, Not a bad idea to sleep on it. Talk to some close friends and get some advice. Yeah, I want Don Lemon to get drunk like he would on the New Year's Eve broadcast and tell us what he really feels. (laughs) Rumors swirling. Are Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon going to be doing a show together somewhere? In the future. Man, that would be something. Carlson did do the the Crossfire show where he debated against the Democrat. I remember that show being on CNN, I think, mm-hmm. back in the day. So Get the bow tie out. Maybe. They do. You know, as, as much as they differ in terms of their political opinions, they do kind of remind me of the same type of person. Just opposite ends of the aisle or yeah, spectrum? Exactly. Yeah. Both people who think they're better than everyone else. Pot stirs. Po- like to well, stir the bi- pot. Biased newscasters. Do whatever is best for themselves. Yeah. So maybe the two of them would get along well enough to do a show together, but obviously nothing has been announced at this point. But chaos yesterday in the world of cable news.